Is garlic a myth? This week on The Hapless Heroes. Do you understand the magnitude of what you have just done? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and I am your host and DM as we continue our adventure and maybe actually get into an adventure this week. Who knows? Uh, but before we do that, let's get, introduce the cast of characters who may or may not be getting into an adventure this week. Starting on my virtual right, we have John playing Jam Jam. Anchovy pizza was delicious. <laughs> Nicole as Glorp Glup Glup. That garlic pizza smells really good. Seb is Chum Deloom. You gotta save it. It's for uh, our friend. Mike as Brew Blitzbor. Oh, I can't wait for my first adventure. Lou as Lev Zangiv. We have to be careful when we go in here. And Dave as March. Ah, there's nothing like flat pizza in a moving vehicle. Well, speaking of moving vehicles, yours did come to a stop as we left off with you ringing a buzzer at, uh, at a building. At 8947 Lister Street, in Sector G, Floor 3 of the Flotilla, Suite 42. The door is buzzed. You can hear the lock has unclicked, and there's a bit of a pull handle in like a, just like, you know, in this like sheet metal door. You can feel like you could just probably like open it now and go inside. Is it small people friendly? Yes. I did explain all doors here. So you guys would see me. You would see Choom disappear into a door way too small for all of you. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's all one door, multiple knobs, like knobs at multiple levels. Yeah. All right. I open the door. Yeah. Okay. Then you go inside. Uh, You know, you can see some. There's like the signs inside that are pointing you down the hallways to like which way to get to which suite. Um, So you follow the signs to suite 42, presumably. Um, I don't want to make assumptions, but I'm hoping I can make this assumption so we don't have to get distracted by other suites in this building that I am not prepared to describe. Um, no, we stick together and go forward. <laughs> please, Jum, stick together. Stick with group, please. Oh, I, I'm sticking with. Hey, I don't want to get left uh, behind. We gotta get this thing here before it gets cold, at least. Um, you, you do notice, though, as you're walking through the halls of this building, that most of the other suites that are on this floor, right, as you're walking through, um, seem to all be temporary offices of some kind, right? Like, each door has the suite number and, like, a little placard that, that like, it's like a digital placard that just, like, is currently displaying, um, like, information if the room is uh, vacant or if, like, you know, there's any sort of public information about, like, hey, it's this group or this little organization or this person who has it rented out for this purpose, right? It's just kind of scrolling in, like, a little marquee. Um, when you arrive as... When you arrive as... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, March. 
No, no, I no, I was just gonna be a, a, a jackass, like uh, so. Please ignore me there. <laughs> okay, uh, but you arrive at Suite Forty Two, and there is nothing like the 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 the, the little digital display, just you know, if say, stating anything is blank. It does say that the room is 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 uh, is occupied. However, um, and the door is closed. It just the door kind of looks like um, almost like a like a ship's like a ship door, like that you would see almost like on a like a, like a seafaring vessel, like a, like a military vessel, like just like the kind of like uh, like, ov- like oval type door. Um, there, there's no porthole or anything like that to like look through, but it just kind of has like that almost like you know like that that just that metal door kind of thing to it. And it looks like the door kind of would like slide into the wall to open. Um, there is a key card reader on the outside, and, but the door is closed. Who's knocking? I knock. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we are here for uh, the work opportunity. Ah, uh, yes. Come on in. And you hear uh, just like a little beep and the door, you know, slowly just like, you know, slides open. Um, and there's like it's like a small conference room. It looks like this. There's like there's like a mm. there's a, a round table in the center here. There's like screens um, that are currently uh, blank. Um, like on the walls, there's a couple like tables or other desks like pushed up against the walls here. I mean, the room is not that large. It's maybe about like a twenty by twenty mm. room. Um, but like yeah, just like just just a few different a few different surfaces. Um, a circular table in the center, uh, and you see Proxy is just sitting on at uh, one of the chairs or you know like you know, has opened the door and is now just sitting at one of the chairs um, with his like legs folded and he said uh, glad you all made the right decision come on in and um, we'll shut the door and we can start talking business everyone shuffles into the room um, there are enough seats for everybody uh, however all the seats are the same size oh I immediately hop up on the table yeah. Okay. <laughs> take a greasy um, Luigi's uh, takeout. There we uh We brought you some, to uh, in good good faith. I'm just gonna put it on the table. You pardon us. We didn't. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't know your position on uh, white versus red wine. So uh, you know, we had to make an executive decision. Oh, you brought pizza. I do love pizza, but he, he likes. You see him like sniff a little bit. Not quite a big fan of garlic, though. Uh, Jam Jam has hopped up he's not. on his seat and he has um, like a big cup full of um, soda or whatever's in there. He takes a big slurp out of it and then you kind of see him, he has in the, his other hand um, the mirror, the r- rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just kind of like eyeing it and trying to like angle it at uh, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you obvious about this, or are you I'd, I'd like to? If I, I would like to have it be stealthy, if possible. I would like for you to make me a sleight of hand check. Actually, Lurp is going to help hand, with the distraction uh, by grabbing a couple of slices of pizza and then, like, just you know, again proceeding to shove them into their glorpness. Mm. Okay. Oh, that we must be actually helps now. quite a bit because uh, I rolled an eighteen. Okay, I rolled very poorly for my perception check. Um, so, uh, no, uh, Proxy doesn't notice you doing this this dumb thing as you are all just like, you know, settling in and the pizza boxes are being uh, opened. Um, but, Jam Jam, make me a perception check, please. <laughs> as I'm trying to angle it just perfectly. 
Oh, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, 19. There is a reflection. However, you don't, like, I mean, okay, it's very hard for you to kind of keep your, like, your hands, like, kind of in the right place to, like, really keep his face in focus. Yeah. But like it just kind of seems like in every the way, time. And then I can see his yeah, clothes. Yeah, but it just kind of, it just, <laughs> it just seems like every time you, like, it, like you try to, like, angle it so it's kind of, like, passing over, like, where his face would be, like, it just kind of looks almost, like, pixelated or, like, like, like obscured. Like, it just looks fuzzy or, like, you just can't actually see the features of his face at all. Uh, Jam Jam turns his head sharply and takes another long sip out of his close to empty cup of soda. <laughs> you need that sound effect of just like. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you're all settled in here. Your questions are still unanswered or answered. Who knows? I guess maybe it depends <laughs> on what you decide to do with that information. And Proxy starts to, you know, kind of start laying some things out for you. He said, okay, now would be the time for questions. But before, I guess we get into that, let me just say, all, I, all the flotilla and, my, and myself are asking for you is we are going to send you somewhere to retrieve some data that we have been made aware of. Your instructions are to just download, retrieve this data, do not read it. And he looks at March when he says that, like almost like directly as he says, you know, do not open the encrypted data. Do not attempt to decrypt it. Do not attempt to do anything that could potentially jeopardize the integrity of this information. It uh, Think of it as like a sealed envelope. It needs to remain sealed. Now you're looking at me like that for? Like, you think this is like my first rodeo here or something? I'm just wondering why you need these other five. Got a good well, point. This data isn't somewhere aboard the raft here. We're going to be sending you off-world. And he kind of uses air quotes. Are you saying what I think you're saying, bud? No, I'm not giving you a ship. Damn it. <laughs> well, I, I gotta be... go to the bathroom for an unrelated reason. Well, I will... <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. I love Dave's hyperventilation. I, I, I would like to lobby for this man to get some adult onset inspiration because that, that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, adult, adult onset inspiration, we, we got time. You know, here, I'll give oh. you inspiration for that, sure. The audience learned more about Chum in one sentence than in like <laughs> entire episodes. <laughs> well, yeah, you kind of let us on there though. Like, like <laughs> sending me off world, but you're not giving me a ship. It's... Proxy, so I come back from uh, the bathroom. Yeah, Proxy clarifies, and there is actually a restroom inside of this suite because he would not let you leave out the <laughs> the door once it's closed, unless it was nice. an emergency. Um, he clarifies and says. However, I will be provide. We will be the flotilla will be providing transportation for you in the hopes that you know we can. Again, this is we're not giving you a ship. We are putting. We would be chartering a shuttle for you, right? With a trusted pilot 
as I and I do 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 not, I do not mean this in any sort of offensive way. But the only uh, I guess body of work I have for all of you is crashing a spaceship into the raft and then whatever the heck Choom calls his racing habit. And let me tell you, that ain't gonna cut it. <clears throat> Can't trust you with any sort of equipment. I don't know what he's talking about, so, you know. He's giving us bus driver, this is what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, and a babysitter. Uh, no, he, like he, he's, he, he's fucking negging us, is what he's doing. Yeah. However, the flotilla is willing to provide you with means of self-defense should this data retrieval mission get more complicated. We don't expect it will, but I'm not saying that we're not interested in trying to protect our assets. Can I insight on this? How 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 sincere about the uh, don't expecting problems thing? Sure, go ahead. Oh, it's an 18. I mean, I think he's saying that it's a, uh, I mean, it's a rough gal. It's a rough, it's, it's rough out there, you know, in the wider galaxy. Like there's many factions and people and things that are uh-huh. not necessarily have the best interests in mind, but I mean, it doesn't feel like he's necessarily expecting things to go down, but he is very interested in ensuring that, you know, you complete this and are successful. I'm going to kind of get kind of closer to uh, proxy. So, uh, Anyone else after this information we should know about? Uh, yes, I assume that that was probably the inevitable question that would come up. Um, what I am able to tell you is that this information is valuable to many of the factions that exist out here. We are mainly concerned with ensuring that this data does not fall into the hands of Astral Tech specifically. So there's a big-ass corp after it, too. Like I said, there would be many interested parties who would want to get their hands on this information should they know of its existence. However, at least as far as my sources are concerned, we are the only ones who are aware of this particular piece of information. It's been believed to be lost by many others, so... As far as I know, my sources are airtight, and this information hasn't leaked thus far. I am simply saying this to you as a matter of, I can't control. There's only so many things I can control, and believe me, I'm someone who likes to be in control. But I also have to accept that there are things I can't control. And so, that's where self-protection comes into play. Because, you know, we're going to be sending you to uh, the derelict space station in the DMZ. Uh, I would like everyone here to make a history check, please. Oh, God. No. Uh, I got a dirty 11. I got a natural one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. I shouldn't. A natural 20. (laughs) I should not have this good of a roll, but an 18. 
18, I'm sorry, Glorp, I, I, I missed yours because you guys said it at the same time. Oh, 13. 13, okay, and Jam Jam? Five. Okay. Well, Brew? March? Somehow. Brew, you would have learned this through the Mystic Order. They would have probably explained some of these things to you about as far as places that, like, you would know this as, as, as soon as you hear DMZ, you're like, oh yeah, that's somewhere I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. March, obviously, you know this to be like this. There's a grouping of systems that sort of um, exist as a, almost a border between the Crimson Imperium and the New Federation, um, where years ago there was open war between these two factions, and uh, many of these systems were used as sort of, uh, I guess, like they were just the sites of many contested battles and and other things. In fact, you know, that's actually where some of the ships from the flotilla. Uh, came to be, in fact, and how the you know, what the flotillas formed out of was the sort of people who broke away from these two sides of this of this war. Um, so the DMZ systems are uh, abandoned is the wrong word to use. More just like it's 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 lawless space, right? It's sort of it's sort of these border systems that are that have been sort of intentionally kept empty and have not really had, you know they're not suit for re re civilization at this point. Many of their worlds have been ravaged, you know, from from years and years of war and shelling and all the awful things that come along with that. Um, but you know, you also know that among these systems, there's plenty of salvage and things to be found because. Well, uh, you know, as, as much as maybe some of the things in outer in, in, in the actual space have been picked through as far as remnants of like, you know, space fights and things like that, there's still plenty of things that could be floating around out there um, that people haven't found a way to loot yet um, based from over one factor or another. But uh, it's kind of far. But I mean, a shuttle could get you guys there pretty quickly, you know, if it was following some of the, you know, the current like, 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 like travel lanes. Out there in the astral sea, but uh, you know this, they're kind of they're kind of sending you on a bit of a a dangerous mission here, given where he's saying this location is. And he said uh, he says, our, you know, our people have learned of a derelict station there that was once used as a research outpost. Um, it was abandoned during the war, and uh, many of its systems, I, I think, are in disrepair at this point, just because it's been a while since anyone's lived there. Or, or, or worked there, um, but there is. Uh, well, we've we've learned of a, a, a hidden server room inside of this space station that contains a particular data set that we, like I said, would like to make sure keep we keep out of the hands of Astral Tech. Um, I can give you the details on that for those of you who are more savvy with computers. We'll give you the exact directory to look for and pull down. Um, but we just need you to get in there, find the server room, find a way to, you know, give it some power. We'll give you some equipment to potentially, you know, get things started up again because the station is without power. And uh, retrieve the data and we will pay you handsomely. We will have, again, your ride will be there waiting with you and we'll get you out of there when it's time. You just need to get in and out and uh, we should be able to get you, slip you in and out without any, without any of the... Uh, other prying eyes and, you know, other factions necessarily noticing. We have our ways. You just have to trust me on that one. You did bring up a good point. Payment. What are we talking here? Well, in addition to the gratitude of the flotilla and its assistance uh, with helping you find your homeworld once again, 
the flotilla is also willing to offer a uh, lump sum of 5,000 GP to your group. It's a lot of scratch for those of you making... I have 100. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's for the whole group. It's not, I'm not saying each each of you, um, but that's 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 uh, it's enough to get you on your feet and potentially at least get you uh, some some more moderate living conditions. And hey, if you do a great job, I mean, there might be more opportunities waiting for you when you return as well. So this could also be maybe uh, looked at as a chance to prove yourselves get you out of the squalor you're currently living in. Unless you're comfortable there. I mean, I don't mean to judge. Now, now, I'm not that worried about myself, but how are we going to protect ourselves if something does go awry? <sighs> this is my favorite part. And you see Proxy turn around and um, like one of like one of the screens on the wall, right? You kind of see him go to the side of it and just like push a button and the um, the screen itself like slides to the side uh, and then uh, um, the wall behind it kind of flips like vertically and it's like a, like a weapon rack appears and there's like uh, melee weapons, there's there's guns, there's fucking like, there's just like all these types of things there. Um, and he does the same thing on the opposite wall and you see like tactical gear and like different backpacks full of like supplies all start showing up, you know, like all appearing like from these like hidden compartments uh, in the walls. I will say though, all of the equipment definitely looks like it's been used. Like this is definitely salvaged or hand-me-down or second, you know, secondhand equipment. Uh, but you've been pretty accustomed to the fact that everything aboard the raft here seems to have been salvaged or scavenged from someplace or another. Um, but yeah, this ain't this ain't top of the line tech we're looking at. Uh, however, it's better than the nothing that you are currently equipped <laughs> and using. Um, so we're gonna do a bit of a, something I'd like to call an equipment montage. I'm gonna go around and ask each of you some questions. Uh, you know, all of you have have some basic things in your inventory as far as things that you would have for your career, just like you know, like tools and whatnot, right? So we might we're going to cover those briefly, just to give everybody in the audience also an opportunity to understand what we're what we're packing, but also to maybe have you describe to me what uh, what you might be finding in these hand me down equipment racks and like what kind of maybe weapons and and things of that nature you'd like to use. We haven't changed any of the rules as far as how equipment operates. So, like, you know, if like we're just looking for essentially functional equivalents of what the things were, you know, in, like, on, on, un sci-fi flavored, but um, essentially offering starting equipment for everyone. So we'll get into the packs after the after, but let's start with just, uh, you know, I'm going to have everybody essentially choose, you know, a simple or uh, martial like weapon and um, a, you know a set of armor to to put on if you are someone who wears armor. So. I'd like to start with, let's see, let's actually start with, uh, with March. March, what would you be pulling out of, or, you know, like looking for in this sort of like suite of equipment that has been presented to you? You know, what catches your eye? And we'll adjudicate from there. All right. So, uh, this, this we gotta look cool. Like this, this, this walking out now, like in my street clothes, is not gonna do. I mean, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get to some issues in a minute. But uh, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. So I'm gonna need like uh, some studded leather armor. 
Yeah, and by studded, right, so the functional equivalent of studded leather, you know, I mean, studded leather is definitely a thing of the past. However, there is uh, some synth leather here that would probably act as more of like an equivalent to just regular leather armor. Studded leather is a bit outside of the, uh, you know, like the or something that of a higher grade like that it might be a bit out of the range of hand-me-downs. I don't think studded leather is a starting equipment, is it? Well, it wasn't, but, um... <laughs> well, you had mentioned... No, no, you're right. This would be literally issued starting equipment. Like, uh, somewhere in my brain was thinking, oh, hey, you know, we'll purchase equipment. But that's not what we're doing right now. That's no, you're being given hand-me-downs right now. Yeah. You might be able to purchase stuff later, or we can yeah. do some of that after this, but this is more about hand-me-down stuff. So this is, this, yeah, we're, you're not going to be finding any top-of-the-line stuff, like I said. So that's why I'm saying, you know, we're, we're going to be sorry. adjudicating this. I, I, yes. I know. Here I am airing my holiday shopping list out loud, you know, <laughs> like, well, well. We'll, we'll back it off a little bit. You know, if I could, uh, you know, find me a nice uh, leather jacket. You know, one that looks like, you know, like uh, somebody uh, cool would wear. In size, children's medium. <laughs> Again, these there's things available for all shapes and sizes. Adventure is coming all shapes and sizes. Um, so we'll straight. say that, you know, again, you have the, the equipment of leather armor, but it definitely looks a lot cooler. It's more like, again, yeah, like that sort of like a padded leather jacket that sort of has like, um, you know, like like woven in. It's not like necessarily armor plates, but the, the materials themselves that have been woven into the leather do provide some protection from both physical and ballistic damage. Um, yeah, I'll so. take, uh, let's see, this uh, the black one here with the gray shoulders on it. We're going to go with this one. Okay. And as far as a weapon, what would you be pulling out of there? Is there like a, there's like, you know, again, there's like maybe a few, like there's different like, like pistols, like small, small ones, like little, like, you know, almost like concealable, like, you know, like, uh, like hand pistols. There's and all the way up to like, you know, like revolvers and then like, you know, magazined uh, pistols. Again, they all look a little, not, I'm not going to say rusty. They definitely look functional, but they just like, look like, oh, like, you know, there's not any high tech running through this, right? There's no magic infused in these things. This is... This is gunpowder and gas kind of stuff, right? Like yeah. this is old tech. I mean, normally I don't have much of a need for this sort of thing, but uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's about the message, right? So he starts by picking up like the largest Desert Eagle 50 cal style <laughs> thing they have there, which is comically oversized in his small rabbit hands you know kind of points it around a little bit size puts it back down and grabs a reasonable uh uh nine millimeter style pistol yeah yeah so it's just yeah small arms type pistol so like yeah so this just does 1d6 uh ballistic damage and we did kind of create a ballistic damage or uh like damage type just to kind of highlight um because it's more than just piercing damage right because it's it works a little bit differently so we just, you know, we've kind of just used that as a damage type. It's kind of um, outlined a little bit in the modern manual as well. Uh, just it, it it makes sense in the long run because we yeah. can give armors certain yeah. actual ballistic damage protection specifically, like bulletproof yeah. vests and whatnot. So, um, yeah, you have you have uh, it's it's you know it's, it has a um, we'll say a fifteen round magazine, and you get three magazines. I guess, you know, right. That seems to make sense. Um, you know, so after, you know, we will have to track those usages because you will have to use your, you know, your action to re or to reload. Right. Once you've run out. Yes. Um, so. Uh, 
in addition to that, there are some different packs um, hanging around, and this will kind of be an opportunity for everybody else to kind of hear what's around there. So that we have the functional equivalents of the starting equipment packs, like your burglar's pack, your diplomat's pack, your dungeoneer's pack, except, you know, just some of the items in there have been updated a little bit, so we're using the list from the modern manual. So, um, you have your choice of a burglar's, diplomat's, dungeoneer's, entertainer's, explorer's, priest's, or scholar's pack. For you, I feel like, you know, probably your choices would uh, be more on the burglar or... Uh, you know, explorer side, would assume, yeah. as a criminal. Yes. But yeah, burglar's pack is, you know, like a back, you know, it's a backpack, a screwdriver, right? Glow sticks, a flashlight, crowbar, hammer, headlamp, five days of, ra- five days of ra- rations, lighter water bottle, and then some hemp, some rope. Because who doesn't need rope? Rope is, rope is always useful. Yep. That is exactly what we're looking for as a burglar's pack. Okay. And so that's kind of what you, what you grab. Uh, do you grab any sort of like knives or melee implements, or are you gonna are you are you are you content with the pistol? So so we couldn't commit to the comically large pistol. We are gonna commit to the comically large knife because you know worst case he wields it like a machete. So something... you have a combat knife. Yeah, treat it like a yeah. short sword. It's a one d six. Essentially, yeah, yeah, like a K bar. Yep. Treat it like a short sword. One d six plus dex. Oh yeah, I, right. Obviously, with firearms, it's dex dex mods for yeah. for things. Kind of like the same yeah. with bows, right? It's ranged weapons yeah. or dex. I mean, unless otherwise I, stated. I realistically expect to be using eldritch blast every round possible. Of course, but, but sometimes, I mean, sometimes you, said, you it's, sometimes it's about the message. Yep, sometimes it's about the message. Perfect, uh, Lev. I, I I this is this is this is going to be an interesting one, especially as the melee character potentially right of the group. Um, what what catches your eye? Amongst this, uh, this, these, these racks of 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 of, of hand-me-down equipment, I imagine that there's like a uh, kind of like the really nice pieces of of weaponry and stuff that has only seen a couple of battles. If that's what I'm to kind of glean from from what these things have kind of been hung, hanging up. Yeah, here it's for, like essentially like, like other like people's old- renta gear, basically. Potentially, or like I said, like maybe stuff that was just salvaged in, like you know, at yeah. some point in time, and has has been repurposed. And I see some of the stuff that looks a little nicer and finer, and I what it's catches like, Lev's eyes, like uh, it looks like a bunch of rebar, kind of um, put together, just welded together with like a heavy piece of metal comp composite at the end of it, the very top uh, of it. So, yeah, yeah, right. Nicer is, uh, I guess, a subjective term, right? Because this is just made of right. scrap is what you're describing. Um, and, are you talking uh, about something like a sledge? Yeah. In in my mind, yeah, it kind of looks like a, a like the, the ch- a chair head. Oh, okay. Right? And then there's the chair seat, and then one of the legs is, like, bent down. And another leg is bent that way. Anyways. And that's what, you yeah, know, th- just at one certain angle, it kind of looks like a mangled chair. But for the, our purposes, it could be um, a hammer. A mall. A war hammer, yeah. yeah. A war hammer. So or this a is a one handed. Yeah, no, I'll take a mall. No, that's good too. You want something two handed or one handed is the question no, I'm asking. The mall, you. mall sounds great. Yeah. I was going to two hand like a- the war hammer, but we'll go with the mall. I see no reason why you couldn't just start with that. I mean,. Listen, in a world where guns exist, being a melee character is a disadvantage already. Uh, 
for at least a little bit. Because you got to close, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, now, as someone who maybe is not necessarily accustomed to wearing armor, especially things fitted to you, I don't know if you would. I mean, especially as a barbarian. I mean, you can wear armor if you want to. Um, I guess I'm asking you, would you prefer to... Would you like some armor, or would you prefer to rely on your unarmored defense? No, but I or would. Or your own natural armor as no. a Thrykeen. I don't want any... I don't... I do not need to wear extra skin, okay? I see. Um, is there... I, 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 of, of the equipment packs that might be available there, were there any that caught your eye? Um, yeah, I also want... Uh, can I... I want two javelins and I also get those two javelins yes they look like sharpened pieces of rebar perfect I take those as well Um, I also would like to request a five foot pole a five foot pole no there's no five foot poles here there's only ten foot poles and uh, you know they don't uh, do they break down do they break down? Yeah, oh, like do yeah. they unscrew they at the middle, you know? Apart, yeah. Oh yeah, they collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We got a Hulk Hogan it. Um, but nothing like that in any of these packs, unfortunately. Damn it. Okay. What were my options again? Is there an entertainer's pack? There is an entertainer's pack, which includes um it's a backpack, a sleeping bag, two costumes, or well, I mean, you know, you have your own costumes, but so what I'll say is, you know, there's a disguise kit in there. Like a like a standard one. A water bottle, some rations, a flashlight, and um, flashlight. we're also going to say that it also has like some assorted fabrics and things like that for you to be able to create additional disguises. Damn. Um, why don't we come back to me on that, and I'll while we sure, uh, I'll, I'll take a Rue, look at the thing. You're another person who necessarily doesn't necessarily want to or need to wear armor. Right. However, you know, and, and you have probably you have like a I remember saying off mic before you do possess already like a quarter staff. It's more of like a walking stick, right? Sure. That was given to you by the. But I can use it marshly to. Yeah. Yes, correct. And it mm-hmm. fe- effectively functions like a quarter staff. But is there anything among the gear here that that catches your eye? Um. Yeah, I, I'm not looking at any armor. Um. I don't think they're going to have anything that's going to really be helpful for me. I mean, so like before looking at this list. I was looking for something like a like butterfly knives that kind of look like my horns, right? So like just like little knives that I can kind of like just yeah, fight it would function, with. They, they would actually function as a dagger, but like yeah, there's like switch blades sure. and things like that. Yeah, right. But I'm also looking at this baton. Ah, so have, like yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, there are batons. Yeah, like a like a. There's like a police, like something like a, almost like a police baton. There's another thing that's like a, like a stun baton, but you know, it doesn't mm. do as much damage. It does have a, it, you know, it, and it does have like a battery inside that has to be and recharged. it's cooler. Yeah. I'd say there's a, there's a stun baton amongst the stuff here. It's definitely a little worse for wear. Uh, the battery, you know, the batteries, uh, I guess like charge level might not be the greatest, um, but there is one mm. amongst the, the scattered materials here. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take that. That'd be great. It's a stun baton. That sounds good. Um, Instead of five charges, this has three charges, and you will have to make sure that once the charges are expended, the only way you can get those charges back is if you are have access to some sort of electricity to plug it in and charge it up again. Okay. And and we have electricity on the on the ship, right? 
Yes. Eventually? Okay. Yes. I'm sure that will be challenging, but yes. Okay. I will take the stun baton. Um, okay. And I don't think there's anything else. So the Explorer's pack. pack. Yeah, Explorer's pack, pack makes sense. Is, yep, is a smart yeah. one for me. Backpack, um, sleeping bag, mess kit, lighter, flashlight, yep. rations, water basics. bottle, and rope. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm good with that. And yep. uh, anything simple, anything simple. else? Any other requests um, before I move on? No, do, but are there are there anything any like knives or daggers that kind of are similar yeah, to what did, I'm looking for? Yes, I did mention. There's like I said, there's like some switchblades and things like that, like some smaller, some smaller like like concealable uh, knives. I mean, they would just like I said, effectively act as like a dagger. Sure. So that would be uh, just on this list: combat knife or pocket knife. Pocket knife, more like because okay. it's one d four. It's a one d four, not a one d six. Okay. Um, but I have monk powers, so yeah, I'll do pocket knife. It's fine. Okay. I'll take one of those too. Yeah, like cool. I said, it's more like a switchblade that kind of locks in place. Yeah, cool. Okay, gotta start somewhere. Cool. All right. Uh, Chew. Yeah. So you, as the art, as an artificer, right? Like you know, I mean, you you have you have access to some things, right? Like. You don't really, I don't think artificers get martial weapon proficiency. I mean, like, I know, like, gift have firearms proficiencies, but that's, di- that's different. Yeah, I don't um, need it. But, you know, you have simple weapons, at least, so, like, yeah. you know, pistols would be considered simple. Um, and then there's also simple melee and whatnot. So what are you looking at? What are you looking for? So it's going to be, it's going to, if you, you let this, I have a question. Would there be anything like a, I couldn't find it in this, uh, uh, source like a like a plasma welder or something like that so like um yeah like like you're just talking like a blowtorch yeah but like a futuristic one where you just kind of like have it and you just like i mean it's more like a tool and it can yeah, improvise it doesn't weapon. have to do damage i mean it, it will it would have to um right but it can do not a lot of damage i don't really care, give a shit about that interesting so i would it look would, for one of those so, Yes, this you you like there is like an art like, like we'll call it like just like a just like a like a welding tool, right? Um, it will deal one d six fire damage. Ooh, that's more than I thought. However, I will be applying special misfire rules should you roll a nat one love for that. using the for using the plasma welder. Absolutely love that. Hell yes. Okay. Then I would That's, also, and, and 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 it's technically considered, we'll call it um, finesse and melee. Okay. Because it's not really a ranged weapon, you kind of have to be in melee range. So we're gonna treat it as a finesse, uh, a finesse melee weapon. Make sense? Yep. Okay, and it has. We're gonna say it has fuel, so you will need to stack a, you know, a few fuel tanks with you, just just for for flavors purposes. Sounds good. I will then look for that. Any anything yeah. I could find of, for that. I mean, they're pretty commonplace, you know. So like, I'll say you got like four fuel tanks for it. Fuck yeah. Because you know you might get creative and find something else to do with those. So I, I think it's fun to give you that kind of extra tool, right? Yes. Uh, he would grab one of the aviator's jackets that, or it's like, like a pilot suit and he just yes. grabs it, puts it on. It could be clothing. I don't really give a sh- It doesn't have to be leather or anything like that. Well, I mean, you have, uh, do you have access? I think, I think you have access to light I armor. I can wear light armor, artificer. but yeah. I, I don't, Tomb is like, it's too restricting. I'd, I'd rather be free. You're, say, 
Rather be free. You don't want any limits to that dex bonus, huh? <laughs> as soon as he puts it on, he rips the sleeves off. All right. <laughs> 11, 11 AC plus dex modifier. Let's go. Uh, now, if you'll allow this, this is this my kind oh, of like... Oh, it's another one. Hold on. It's not crazy. Uh-huh. But in the corner of this like equipment, like there's all this equipment, and then like kind of in the corner... There's like this little like leather backpack and I lift it up and inside is just this monkey wrench that to anyone else would be a just like a fucking regular sized wrench. But I'm holding it. So I'm guessing club would be easy. We'll call it a club. Call it a club. 1d6 bludgeoning. 1d6 bludgeoning. And the backpack is full. And it it is light and finesse. And the backpack I'm looking for would just be full of anything, any components I could use as an artificer. Like there's a bunch of component necessary to do something. I mean, you have that. Stuff. You have a lot of that stuff as part of your already your actual like toolboxes, right? You have right. mechanics tools on you because from your job. So for flavor. Um, so, but as but as far as an equipment pack, um, I'd be giving you something more akin to like. Uh, I mean, you know, you have mechanics tools and you have like a Dungeoneers pack. I guess no, that doesn't make any sense. It'd probably just be yeah, more an explorer's I had a hard pack. Time. Just grab, just grab an explorer's pack, right? Sounds good. Food, lighter, flashlight, mess kit. Actually, right? Bag. I'm gonna grab a spies kit. There's some stuff oh, in there that I would like to be. Well, I would spy like kit's to not use. an equipment pack. That's just a tool. Oh really? That's, that's uh, just a tool. That's sad. It's not an equipment pack. Yeah. That's sad. It's in the gear section, mm-hmm. so I thought it was fair game. Uh, that might be something you have to buy or, or make a make a case for. Maybe requisitioning. That's not going to be something that's standard issue. All right, I'll do the. Because uh, that's 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 fun, and I and I like it, but it's just that's a little bit high tech for what, what what's being offered to you right now. Again, this is very <laughs> much hand me down shit. Okay. So yeah, then I'll just do an explore or the explorer's Sounds pack. Good. Yeah, it's fine. Explorer's pack makes sense. Sounds good. And then right. uh, the, I would look at the guns all, mm-hmm. and hold my hand up to the guns and just like. Mm. There is, I mean, there's one that's like, there's like, there's one that's literally built for like concealing. Like, like, like right. it's, it's like a teeny tiny, like, like little pea shooter um, that would easily fit in your hands. So I would kind of look at it, stroke yeah. my little capuchin beard. Uh, nah, I'm going to look and see if there's any grenades. <laughs> um, you know. There are there are grenades. There are no fragmentation grenades. Um, however, I'll take anything. Um, however, I will say that there are. Why don't we say three flashbangs? Fuck yeah. Um, there you have a 15 foot radius and require a DC 13 uh, Constitution save, or else they're. Uh, that you blinded for a round. Heard. Running stuff. All right. That's every, I'm not going to take anything else. Okay. Sounds good. Blorp. This is going to be an interesting one because we've determined your <laughs> arcane focus is the rock stuck in your chest. Uh, yep. We have. Um, so, and actually, I forgot to ask March about his arcane focus because I know off camera what that is, but it's going to be, that's a fun one that we need to explore after this in a second. But so, Glorp. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what are you eyeing up over here uh, so, as the sorcerer of the party? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, I've kind of got an idea here. Uh, so Glorp is going to grab um, the uh, the scholars pack, I think, in terms of the backpack. 
um, and then grab a uh, the simple expandable baton. Just, just an yeah. expandable baton for a weapon. Yep. Uh, now, after grabbing those things, Glorp is going to unpack their briefcase, um, pack their lunchbox, and you know their their glitter pens and their sheet of space stickers and like the little like odds and ends <laughs> that were in the briefcase. Um, an an an, an MCD. Uh, a musical cube device, um, the, the the vintage human music player item uh, that that Glorp has from their students. Um, which, if anybody looks really closely, you can see uh, Glorp's vintage music mix is scratched on the side. That goes in the backpack. Um, <laughs> Amazing. And then I pull out a, a little a handcrafted wand that's made out of like a popsicle stick with a glitter star on the end, very clearly crafted by the children. And I like affix that to the end of the baton before putting it in the backpack. Okay, okay. It's it's, Love it's that. completely aesthetic. It does not actually help me cast yep, spells. I, I understand. I love it, though. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, was there anything else here that caught your eye or maybe anything that you might have noticed? Again, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm offering a little room for some limited creativity here to give you guys an opportunity to customize or personalize this this set a bit. So, I mean, Glorp is looking for a set. Glorp's knowledge of what a sorcerer should be is from the children's books they have read with their students. So they are looking for a pointy hat with stars and moons on it and a cloak that also has matching stars and moons on it. And if they don't find that thing, they're going naked. Yep, there's a magician's costume that's here. They are in a, like, full-on Mickey Mouse-style... Like Fantasia style, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, perfect. Love that so much for you. You definitely <laughs> stand out. Perfect. Um, there is like, unfortunately, though, in the right pocket of the of the overcoat. It has place, pockets. It has pockets. It has pockets. But in the unfortunately, the right pocket has a, a gigantic hole in it. It has bottomless pocket. <laughs> Sorry, the, Write the that right down. pocket. Right pocket has a hole in it. Okay, I as the player am writing that down, but uh, Glorp as the character immediately forgets that there is a hole in the right pocket. Sounds good. And uh, any anything else? We good on that? We good with Glorp? Just making oh. sure I'm not. So you seem great. pretty ready. Okay. Jam jam. As the ranger, I feel like you get uh, you get we get to have a little fun with some of the uh, equipment that maybe you're finding here because you might actually make use of some of the ranged weaponry that is available. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jam Jam would start by getting one of the leather jackets, which is big enough on him to be pretty much a duster. <laughs> um, and then he's sure. going to look for a belt with pouches on it or a bandolier. Um, yes, there is a bandolier. Okay, so he's going to strap that on him. <laughs> he's going to go and pick up one of the uh, rifles Yes, uh, it's like an old hunting rifle with like yep. a small scope affixed to the top of it. We would like that. Okay, this uh, uh, this is a so this 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 is a it's an internal magazine rifle fits uh, five rounds inside before you have to you know and you can manually load rounds whenever you want as an action. Um, and it does a d12, you know, plus dex of damage. Treated like a sniper rifle. Um, 
Again, all of these guns have misfire uh, things too on, on, a, on, a nat, on a nat one. So we have a misfire table in our compendium that we get to reference if anyone nat ones on a firearms usage. Most of the time it's going to be a jam, but for some weapons, it might get a little bit more interesting. Um, you would take... Guess a machete. <laughs> yeah, sure. Love that. Jam Jam is scary. I mean, it's still like it's a 1d6, <laughs> but I treat it like a falchion. <laughs> Just a fucking penguin with a bandolier <laughs> and a machete. Yeah. I would love to make that movie. And, and, and like that. a and like a rifle. Are you taking any any small arms as well, or just the just the rifle? Um, if I could, I would like a pistol. How many magazines? Three. Fifteen and rounds. Many, and then how many were for the rifle? Um, so you have like a box of ammunition for that, um, which has uh, twenty additional rounds in it, and then the magazine has five. The internal magazine. What are we? What, what, what are we laughing at? Uh, we're currently laughing at uh, take giving away Monday, tumble over young man and the pre-owned, which is a part of Glorp's vintage music mix. I, I posted a, a sample of my music mix. You'll have to. You're gonna. You're gonna post this in our Discord server. Oh yeah, the, I mean those are to be yeah. referenced later. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 Um, is there a uh, smoke grenade? Uh, sure. I'll say there's a smoke grenade. Just one. Yep. And then uh, I'm trying to decide if I want the burglar's pouch or the adventurer's one. It's up to you, my friend. I think he's leaning towards the burglar's pack. Yeah, that makes sense for you. I think that would be it for Jam Jam. Sounds good. So yeah, leather armor essentially, right? Uh, burglar's yep. pack, and then your 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 weapon loadout. Okay, great. So yeah, like we kind of go through this montage of like everyone kind of like equipping themselves and like you know picking these things out, right? And like suiting up, um, you know, and kind of proxy looks all of you up and down and just says, okay, okay, me, you know, there, there's there's hope for all of you yet. I I think that this, I think that, you know, success is inevitable. Um, so let's get into the details. And he takes like a little device out from his pocket and he places it on the table. Um, it's just it looks like like, a, like a, just like a, like, a, like a small like like disc, maybe about um, maybe he sits about two inches high off the table, right? It's just like it's almost like 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 um, like semi-spherical. Um, and he kind of just taps it a couple times, and this big um, map is projected up into the room. It's a map of the this like sector of the Astral Sea. You can kind of see where the flotilla is currently marked somewhere in like a like a lower quadrant of this like hex hex map. And then you can kind of see above there's the, you know, the different systems. You can kind of see they're like color coded, which you know, Astral Tech and uh, Crimson Imperium and um, New Federation. And then you see there's, you know, these like these like grayed out systems that make up this sort of border that is the DMZ. And um, the, I guess, like, quote, unquote, southernmost, I'm using air quotes, right, as far as just the orientation of this flat map uh, system of the DMZ is uh, marked with, like, an X. And he kind of starts going into some of the details. He's like, okay, we're sending you to this system, um, the Marion system. It's the Marion cluster. There is a 
research station in orbit of Marianne 4. Your ride will take you to, uh, what, you know, whatever the, wherever functional docking bays, and, you know, we'll, we'll make, probably for, have to force your way in as the systems are down. We'll be, hopefully be able to provide some equipment and maybe transfer some power from the ship. Um, I'm also going to be providing some batteries and things like that to bring along with you in case you need to have a portable power source uh, to hook up to some of this equipment. I trust some, you know, there, you know, I know that some of you are rather skilled with uh, electrical components, so I have no doubts you'll be able to figure out how to get things hooked up and at least running temporarily. We just need the lights on long enough to, to extract the data and get you out of there. I will note it has been decades since this station has been powered up. So the unknown here, and your warning, is that should this station get powered up, you might appear on the radar for some interested parties should there be anyone roaming the area. Keep your scans tight. Like I said, our pilot will do, do their best to monitor the situation in space and, and let you know if anyone's coming, but you know, DMZ's filled with scavengers and pirates and other people who might be squatting in there, you know, trying to lay low. And if they start seeing some lights come on at some old derelict station, they're going to be thinking there's loot. So just be careful. And whatever you do, don't get caught by Astrotech. They stop, you know, if you get stopped or if you interact with them in any way, just uh, don't let them know what you have. Don't let them have this data. Succinct. Um, March and he like kind of like you know pulls out his little data pad he kind of just like you know flips like a little thing towards like you like a finger motion and like swipes some data you know up and like you feel your your little pocket device buzz as he sends you the details on like what what files you're looking for within the data center of this uh, space station um, okay. you only like, the only information really that it shows as far as file names is it's something uh, for project Q like letter Q. Object Q. Right, so I can expect obscene Muppets. And he said, you know, like I said, you know, consider this uh, not just a job, but this is a possible audition for joining the flotilla's ranks. As someone who's been serving under their command for a long time, I can say that um, they take care of their people. And uh, if you're successful here, you know, I, I would expect more work to come your way as we, you know, and as long as, long as you're committed to fighting the good fight. You know, I'm putting some, I'm, I'm kind of sticking my neck out and putting some trust in you, but Father Hayes, like I said, he speaks highly of you. And, uh, uh we're just hoping that, uh, you know, my faith is not misplaced. It is. <laughs> it, it is. I, I, I was looking for the link here, because you, you, you see, you keep, you, you keep throwing this word trust around, but there's this huge trust mismatch going on here, right? So, I mean, you, on, on one hand, you have the very obvious fact that you do not trust us with a spaceship. Dollar amount X. And on the other hand, you are trusting us to retrieve some data. Dollar amount Y. Now, I don't think I got to go too far on a limb here to tell you that uh, Astrotech is probably going to pay just ever so slightly more than $5,000 for this sort of stuff. You know it, I know it. In fact, I would go even further out on the limb and tell you that I could probably buy 10 of the ships that we are taking to get out here for what we could sell this thing to Astral Tech for. 
Now that is oh, a yes. mo- uh, now that now that now, now that is a monstrous, monstrous amount of trust that you think you are. We are going to bring this. That you are betting this big, that we are going to bring this back to you. Well, I'd be willing to bet that you wouldn't want to be brushing toes with Astral Tech anytime soon, March. No, I wouldn't. You know that, I know that. But this one, I'm talking about the trust factor there. So are you really telling us that Father Hayes' word is worth that much? Well, it's worth enough that I was able to do some digging on my own. And like I said, you are expendable enough to go on this mission, but talented enough that I trust you can get it done. Does that make sense? No. As he puts a grenade in his pocket. Look, look at this man. Look at this man. Look down at this man. You have trusted this man with explosives. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm just, I like, yeah, good. Like, good. You and I understand the magnitude of what we have going on here. Do you understand the magnitude of what you have just done? I don't (laughs) trust him with explosives. Well, I mean, none of them are fatal explosives, at least. Yet. You may not see it. Within there lies talent. I'm not one to always question methods. I think that there are many ways to skin a cat, as they say. Although I feel like every tabaxi would be groaning if they heard me use that expression in this day and age. Yeah, However, yeah, I think I've heard just about enough of that. <laughs> However, uh, poorly chosen phrasing aside, I believe you all possess a certain set of skills that uh, could use some testing. (laughs) This this NPC tomb is literally just like, why do I feel like we're being sent to our deaths, but it's being veiled lightly and not very well? (laughs) No, I mean, I've, I've told you flat out that, I mean, it's not like this is a risk-free mission. Yeah, there could right. be danger out there. I'm just making, I, I will be doing my best, and I will be ensuring that my people do their best to warn you of any danger should it arise. Right. And again, I have taken measures to adequately prepare you for any dangers you may face so that you can protect yourselves. I don't know what more <laughs> I can do besides just allow you to use these skills and prove me right. All right, you man. You could have a slice of that pizza. <laughs> I told you I didn't like garlic. Did you, is, there, is, there like another, is there another option? <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about consuming silver? <laughs> you see, okay, he, he like, you know, okay, as a sign of, as a, as a sign of peace. He takes a he takes a slice of pizza, of garlic pizza. Takes a big bite, and just starts chewing. Are we happy now? So happy. Looks at the Great. other guys. Mouths. I don't believe it. <laughs> a driver will be a driver will be by to pick you up tomorrow morning. We'll take the liberty of uh, calling in sick for you. It's your job, so don't worry about that. Mm, can you request Gloria cover my shift? It's her day off, and I really would like to ruin her day. I'll see what I can do. Nice. 
we're working You're on the solar system, so can you make sure the kids get working on their planets? Yes, yes, yes. All arrangements will be made. Please just just trust that. Um, and with that, I bid you adieu. And he gestures towards the door while still chewing on this slice of pizza. <laughs> Slowly. It's okay. There's, there's really was nothing you could do. This is going to go off on this. <laughs> We're all walking out, and Jim's just like, I don't know, man. Something smells fishy, and it ain't just jam jam. Can everybody give me uh, what their passive perception is? Ooh. Well. Uh, eight. Uh, ten. Twelve. Wait, yeah, what's we passive only, perception? Just ten plus wisdom? Ten plus wisdom modifier. Oh, mine's mm-hmm. eleven. Yeah. All right, eleven. Eleven. Un- un- unless you're proficient with perception, in which case you would also add your proficiency bonus to that as well. Thirteen. Oh, okay. Thirteen then, yeah. I stand okay. by my eight. Well, um, so no, so no one here notices anything. However, I, what I will say is that as you are exiting the room, the camera kind of like stays on the door for a second, right? As you guys all walk past it, and the audience sees Proxy spit out the slice, or the piece of pizza that was in his mouth. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. This motherfucker. I love it. Fucking love it. Fuck yeah, dudes. Hey, we're all geared out now. The audience knows he's a vamp. (laughs) Or he just really hates garlic pizza. (laughs) That's potential. And and has a terrible reflection. Hey now. If you like us. You could find us on the internet. It's we're on uh, we're on many places, but if you go to our link tree, which is just linkter.ee/heplessheroes, it has links to all of our social media pages, uh, our merch shop, like all these different places you could find us, as well as the crown jewel of our internet presence, a link to our Discord server, where you can talk to all of us and the cast and interact with us and talk about these episodes and other things related to D and D or not. Uh, it's just uh, an amazing community we foster. We're like doing listening parties every so often in there. We've been trying to maybe potentially do them for like milestones in the campaign and whatnot. So, you know, we'd encourage you to join in there. We're posting up, you know, whenever those events are happening. It's where most of our announcements are made. So, you know, it's it, it's just, I, I don't know how else to tell you. It's a good idea to join it. You should just join it and just join us there. It'd be, I, I, we want to see you there. Um, so do that. Uh, but if you really, really, really like us, we'd love it if you left a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. All of those reviews just help us get more visibility on the show. I mean, you've heard me say this a million times, but I'm going to keep saying it, you know, because we just love reading the nice things you have to say about us. And if we find those nice words, we'll say something nice to you on the air to acknowledge you as the five-star human being that you are. But if you really, really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. We have a whole bunch of rewards in there, behind the scenes audio and other things. Check it out. You know, we're constantly, it's always being updated. So it's really hard for me to say at this point in time what the rewards are going to be, because by the time you're listening to this, that might look different. But we always have way, different stuff on there and different ways to give back to you because, you know, it helps keep the lights on, helps us replace and pay for equipment and um, you know, it's just it. It, it I mean, it helps us keep this whole amateur show running and ad free uh, because that's what you love and with what we love. But that's about it. Uh, you've heard my spiel. So the last thing I have to do now is just outro my wonderful cast of characters for you. And we'll start in the opposite way that we came in on my virtual left with Dave as March. Hey, good night, everybody. Lou as Lev Zengiv. Goodbye, friends. Mike is Baru Blitzpoor. Always fun. Seb is Chum Deloom. Did you guys see him swallow it? 
Nicole as Glorp Glup Glup. And we bring another pizza with us. And John as Jam Jam. Until next time. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Tune in next week when we get this road on the show. Uh, bye-bye now. Oh. Bye. Bye. bye.